Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Everyone, thanks, Samba. Thanks, Anna. Hey, give the worship team a great hand today. Awesome, guys. Great leading. Just extraordinary. Aren't we just uh, just absolutely privileged to have such a great team leading us in worship, amen? And we've got to recognise uh, Matt up on sound desk and online host and Daniel and I think uh, Josh out the back there doing words. You know, when a, there's a new song sung, you wouldn't, know what, you wouldn't know the words except for somebody up there that's loaded it up and programmed it all in and brings it up more often than not at the right time. Isn't it good? Isn't it good? It's more than just Christian karaoke. We are worshipping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's how good is that? Amen? Wow, it's just such a great thing. Um, I just uh, want to pray. Is there anybody, um, anybody with neck pain this morning? Anybody with neck pain? One, anybody else? Two, anybody else? All right, if you're online and you've got neck pain right now, I just believe the Lord is, um, uh, is just healing that right now. Um, even like there's something happening at the base, uh, the base, like, I don't know, top of your spine, top of your neck to the <coughs> bottom of your, um, um, your cranium there. Uh, and let's, let's just pray. So those people who put their hands up, just stand up, get those around just to uh, lay hands on you right now. We're going to just believe in faith for healing. That's it. Courageous. Come on, guys, get up on your feet. Let's gather around those people and let's pray. Father, there's three people right now. That's it. If you put your hand up, then, um, then we're praying for you. Praise God. Praise God. How many know church is a contact sport? Amen. It's so great. So great. You know, the Bible says that as we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. So don't start praying just yet. Don't just start praying just yet. All right, I'm, I'm going to pray and then I want you to go for it. Now, what we're doing is that we are thanking the Lord for healing and we're declaring health and life. So it's literally be healed in Jesus' name. All right, you ready? So I'm going to pray and then I want you to start praying. Father God, right now, we just uh, honour you, Holy Spirit, in what you are doing. And Lord, right now, every creak, every um, uh, strain, everything that would cause this pain, we declare it to leave in the name of Jesus every symptom, leave in the name of Jesus. We just take authority over whatever the cause of it is. And Lord, we unlock it now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, have your way. Now go for it. Go for it. Pray. Pray. That's it. There's four people here today. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. All right, let's test it out. What change is taking place? Let's test it out. Who's noticed a difference? Yeah, one, yes. two. As in complete pain, gone or still there a little bit? It's going. Good, good, good. Yeah, gone. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now. Let's just get rid of the residue of that right now. I expect that when you wake up in the morning, it'll be completely gone in Jesus' name. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, no pain, no pain. The cause of it, now gone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give Him a real praise. Holy Spirit, have your way today, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, give some celebratory high fives around because this is good. This is good, all right. If you can, take your seat. 
Praise God. Isn't that good? No, the Lord just gave me a word of knowledge this morning that neck pain was being healed. So if you're um, online as well and uh, that pain has left, there is no distance in God. And uh, if that pain has left, let, let us know. Write it up in the chat and let us know that that's, uh, that has shifted. And look, let us know if you're believing that it is going to shift too. Amen? All right. All right. Um, if you've got your Bibles uh, with you, open them to Matthew chapter 5. We have been on a journey. <clears throat> um, uh, we've been on a journey recently about, you know, being led by Jesus and how many know that we want to uh, continually press into Him, be led by Him and hear His voice. Um, the Bible says that His, his sheep know his voice, know the shepherd's voice. Jesus is known as the good shepherd. And, uh, and how many know that sometimes Jesus leads um, with a staff and a rod? And the rod was for two things, to fend off the enemy and to help sheep remember who's boss. Was that a nice way of putting it? Sometimes we need to be reminded that he is the good shepherd. He is in charge. Amen. And so we long to be, uh, we long to be led by him. Praise God. Just place your hand on your heart and uh, we're going to just ask the Holy Spirit to, we're going to open our hearts to the Holy Spirit right now. So Lord, right now, we just thank you for your presence. Lord, we open our heart to, uh, to receive the seed of your word, Lord. We are expectant for uh, an intimate time with you, Lord. And Lord, we receive what you have for us today in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen, amen and amen. Well, how good is that? How good is God? Yes. Amen? Like, it's just so good to be in the house today. And uh, it's just so good to lift our hands in worship. And it's, it's just so good to lean in to what Jesus is doing in us but also through us, right? And, uh, and I just can't wait to dive into the Word. So, you know, as usual, you can scan that QR code there. You can follow along the slides. If you are uh, watching online, you can scan that QR card QR code, even after today, if you're watching this on another day, um, you can actually scan that QR code and you can actually see the slides as I talk to them um, because they're not always um, displayed online as we talk. But in the room, how much better is it in the room, right? And, uh, and um, you can scan that in the room and follow along with it as well. Well, to be led by Jesus. I want to just take a moment right now. And um, I want you, yeah, it's rain. It's raining outside. Can you believe it? No, it's raining inside. Oh, what a no. But it's certainly, have I lost? I've lost? No, I've lost volume. And so, there we go, it's back. So, so, so yeah, I, I want that in the room. Thanks, Matt, that'd be great. Um, I want us just to take a moment right now, just to come and... Allow Jesus to have his way as we open the word this morning. Because his presence really is a refreshing nature. Isn't rain refreshing? Even after a 33 or 38 or apparently next week, you know, this coming week, it's going to get up to 40 or something like that. But, you know, yeah, just don't focus on that. Focus on it. How refreshing is rain after a hot day? Amen? Amen? I love to be in the bush when it's raining and there's just something about it and it, re and it activates all your senses and, and the bush comes to life again. And just close your eyes right now and even if you're watching online, just close your eyes right now and j there's just this refreshing nature of who Jesus is. Let your presence fall on us, God. Jesus, we want to be led by you. We press into who you are. Jesus, let your refreshing fall upon us. It's you that we long for. It's you 
that only satisfies. Jesus, release your presence to us today. Let your reign fall on us. That you would reign in us and over us and through us, Lord. Jesus, we turn our eyes to you. Would you flow today in our hearts? In Jesus' name. Amen. I just believe it's really, really important for us to just stop for a moment and just, we understand why we're gathering here. We're not gathering here today just to have great coffee and sing great songs and worship. We're gathering here for us to be in this atmosphere of expectation of what Jesus is going to do. Amen. So what we've been doing, we've been getting to this moment of, you know, we get to choose to take up our cross, be filled with the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit, and we get to choose to follow Him, to be led by Him as the Good Shepherd. And we know that Jesus is the mould breaker, amen? He's the reshaper, <laughs> hallelujah. We know that He is reshaping the community, the city of Melbourne. We know that, uh, you know, as much as the enemy tries to dominate, as much as the enemy tries to have His way in people's lives, we know that the kingdom is always advancing, hallelujah, amen? And, uh, and I, I believe that Jesus is just breaking the mould out of, you know, what people may have said about us that doesn't align with him, that what we've thought about us, that really he doesn't think about you. Uh, you know, what, uh, what the world tries to impose upon us, you know, that, that's, that's, that we are not of the world. We are of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And so, Sometimes that takes courage, amen? You know, 2 Corinthians says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You are a new creation when found in him. How many some mornings you may not feel like a new creation? <laughs> well, you need to tell your body, you need to tell your mind, hey, guess what? You are a new creation. How many have been on an, an, an adventure or travelled the world and you've seen something you've never seen before. Man, it could be your kids vacuuming your house. Wow, that's something I've never seen before, right? You know, I had the neighbour come out and uh, he said, how do you get your son to mow the lawn? And I said, well, quite easy. You can either sleep inside or outside. Your choice. <laughs> I don't give him a choice. It's, hey, mate, you know, when you, when you come of age and you get your own place, there ain't, going, there ain't not going to be anybody else who's going to mow your lawn for you. You're going to have to do it, amen? And so what, a great, what the greatest time is, yeah, I mowed mum's lawn too over the week as well. But, but, but the point is, is that, is that there, was, there was no choice and yet we are a new creation to see new things take place, Amen. And so, you know, sometimes it can, it can be tough. It can be a, a, an emotional roller coaster as we learn to die to ourselves so that we would be made alive in Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many, I, I love coffee. Anybody else love coffee, right? Right, I, I, I love, love, love coffee. And, and, and just recently for a, a couple of reasons, I, uh, um, I, I'm, I made a choice to um, like fast from coffee. Can I, can I just give you the inside information? The first nine days it took was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Just the pain of it all, the headaches. And, you know, I wasn't irritable. I was very gracious. And you know what I mean? It's like, man, it's tough. It takes courage to die to yourself. It takes courage to submit yourself to the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Submit yourself to the Lord. It's a choice that we can follow. Hey, but guess what? The Bible says that he who chooses to lay down his life will be saved. Hello? He who chooses to lay down his life will be saved. Sometimes the laying down 
Sometimes you've got to kick yourself down and say, gee, I've got to stay down there. Just get down. Flesh, get down. Spirit man, rise up. Hello? It's gotten very quiet in here. Sometimes we've just got to, we've got to lay down our lives all the time. Every single day it's a choice, isn't it? Amen? But guess what? There's the promise that you are a new creation. A new, brand new, brand spanking you. Hey? So good, so good. God is good. And so we've been looking at the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. And the first one was, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And we understand that poor in spirit actually means that we're depraved and that we need to understand that without Jesus, we are poor, right? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's talking about all the resources of heaven, all the, all the things of heaven are made available to us. We live under an open heaven. If you haven't known that, that might be new information to you today that you live under an open heaven. All right, God is not a distant God. He lives within us. The Bible describes us as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Let's get that next slide, guys. Blessed are the meek, for they, for, no, blessed are the meek, that's it. For they shall inherit the earth. And how many know we learnt last week that the meek are the, uh, those, those who controlled strength for they inherit the earth. And, and what happens when you walk in humility and in courage and strength? Meek doesn't mean hiding away. That's, what, that's not what meek does. Meek is controlled strength, all right? It's this, it's this uh, position in Christ that you have the power to act, but you choose the right moment. You choose the right time to act. And what is the promise? The promise is that you inherit the earth. In other words, God will entrust the earth to you. God will entrust the earth to you. Why? Because you're meek. You're operating in that place of controlled strength. You're ready for if the enemy sticks his ugly head up, you cut it off. You're ready that should somebody challenge you, you go, no, God is my defender. You are ready that you could lash out. You could operate in your own strength. But no, you're meek. You're meek. You are a trusted person in the Lord. He trusts you. He walks with you day in, day out. And friends, meek. Oh man, I pray that we would be found to be a church that is meek. Amen. And then we started to learn, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. What will you be filled with? <laughs> righteousness. In other words, that everything that's wrong is made right. Everything that is not according to the kingdom of heaven is, suddenly starts to become according to the kingdom of heaven. What, what did Jesus pray as his prayer, as the model prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom, thy will be on as it is in Friends, we need heaven on earth, amen? And it's not for a distant moment. It's not for a distant thing. It, it is for a now. It's the kingdom now. And it's the kingdom arising within us so that we hunger and thirst. In other words, when you're hungry, you want to eat. When you're thirsty, what do you need? When you are hungry for righteousness, what do you want to see take place? Righteousness, right things. When there is injustice in the world, are you stirred up to go, hey, that ain't right? Yes. When there is, when there is uh, things that are not righteous in the world, are you thirsty for it saying, no, 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 no. I, you know, I'm, not gonna do, I'm gonna drop everything that I'm doing in order to see that made right, hello? It's so here, friends, we have this thing that you are blessed when you hunger and thirst for righteousness for you shall be filled with it. And it's the righteousness that Jesus brings. It's the righteousness that He unleashes upon our life. 
And when we are going and hungry and thirsting after righteousness, we have to understand that, hey, we're going to go against the flow a bit, aren't we? Hello? (laughs) You know, the world's level of righteousness ain't God's. (laughs) If it feels as though you're going against the flow, guess what? You are. <laughs> if you speak out again about something. Now, now, let me just give you a little bit of inside information. Everybody that I've opened my mouth to about certain things that are happening in the world, everybody says, oh, finally, I've met somebody else. Do you know what? There's a quiet voice stirring in each and every single person that says, you know what? I don't think that's right. I don't think what the media is telling me is right. I don't think what corporations are making me do is correct. It doesn't sit right. Hello? Guess what? There's a tidal wave of change taking place within this city of Melbourne. And now I might be speaking prophetically or I might be speaking in hope, but I tell you what, words and worlds are shaped by the words that we speak. I love this city of Melbourne and I know that God is moving in it. Amen? And we are going to need to go against the flow from time to time. But in order to do that, we need to be real with Jesus. We need to come to him in full submission. He's the king, but he's also described as our brother. Wow. Jesus? The king of kings and lord of lords is my brother? What? I'm in the family of God? He would sit down and have breakfast on the beach with me just the same as he would sit on the throne and preach. Hello? Wow. Is this Jesus real? Absolutely. It's time for you to be real with him and let that be today. Amen? Amen. We need to stop running away from that. We need to start running into him. Say, Jesus, I want to be real. I want to follow you. I want to follow you full on completely and totally. It's actually one of our core, core values, isn't it? Authenticity, sold out. That's, that's who we are as a church. That's who we are as people. It's who God has called us to be. So if we're gonna break out of the mould, guess what? The mould often reveals the true strength that's under you and in you. Hello? Yeah. Look, I had to pose a long time for this photo to be taken. <laughs> And, you know, and I, I did it, just grew my hair a little bit, you know, over a few days. And, you know, not everyone can have hair like that. I understand that, you know, you're pretty jealous about it all, but, you know, I'm not so sure about that loincloth, but it, look, it's, it's doing what it needs to do. But listen, listen, listen. Hey, you're a giant in the faith. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that greater is he that's in than he that's in the (laughs) Hey, let's just break off all this timidity. Let's break off this conservative Christianity. Hey, that's like a religious spirit that just goes, that's the mould we're talking about, that we just break out of that. And in that controlled strength, we go, hey, you are a giant of the faith. Sometimes you may not feel like it, but guess what? Jesus declares you to be. (laughs) You're an earth-shattering revelation on the earth. (laughs) The demons tremble when they know you're submitted to the King of kings and Lord of lords. (laughs) Wow, wow. This is what God's doing in and through your life. How good is it to break out of the mould and the dust and the crud of sin and sickness and ill health and all of those things, amen? Praise God. So today we're going to work on our heart. And so often our heart is this stone cold rigid thing. But you see, as we give of our heart to him, the greatest heart surgeon in the world starts to take shape and starts to change. And sooner or later, the blood of Jesus begins to cover our heart and wash our heart clean and clear. 
And as that blood, you know, starts to work within our life, the blood of Jesus that is given to us, the blood of Jesus that was shed for us, our heart becomes alive in Him. The graciousness of His presence that is always at work within us. How many know we want Jesus to be pumping in our life? Amen? Wow. Well, here you will see a little bit of action. Often when we talk about working on our heart, we think, well, it's so much easier to work on our body. Hello? Let me tell you a story to explain that. Every couple of years, we've visited some friends over in Port Lincoln and over in South Australia. Unlike Victoria, you're allowed to drive on beaches and, uh, and you know, we'd never been to sand dunes before and uh, been able to drive on them. And, and, and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And, you know, I felt like, the, I felt like Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> you know, sand dunes. You know, you know that guy doing that? I still had the long hair back then and, you know, the wind was sweep. No, not really. But what actually happened is that on our journey, we were probably within the last, maybe last kilometre, maybe 500 metres of the actual trek and something terrible happened. We had uh, um, driven around a fair bit and, uh, and we parked our car beside this huge sand dune that we said, right, we're going to climb to the top of that sand dune and uh, we're going to see the view from up there and it's going to be magnificent and, uh, and it's, it's going to be amazing. And anyway, we, we started to climb up the top and I, and I looked back at my car and underneath my car there was this very dark patch in the sand. And uh, Tim actually said... Um, that's not good. <laughs> no, it's not good. And suddenly I could see there is a lot of transmission fluid under the car. But from a distance, from the mountaintop, from the, from the sand dune, my car was fine. It looked fine. Hey, guess what? It even started fine when I started it. <laughs> I thought my heart was good. I thought everything was good. Hey, everything looks good. Everything's good on the outside. But really what was happening was the heart of the matter, the, the very thing that makes the car useful. Oh, look, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. If it started raining, the outside would be good because we can jump inside the car and stay dry. You know, if, um, if, 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 if the car was, um, I don't know, if, 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 if it was super cold and we needed the heater on, we, you know, we could start the engine and, and we could heat the car. But really, what is a car used for? It's from getting from point A to and C and D and... So often, the outer parts of our life, those parts of where people see and the parts of where, uh, you know, um, are, they're, you know, exposed and, and, and those things, those things are often, you know, look, they're pretty good. We keep up appearances, but really what the Lord wants to do is operate upon our heart. As we understand it, it turns from that, 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 that hard heart into this soft heart of where we can be moulded and shaped, of where we can actually step into something great. Well, the truth of the story is that a transmission line had severed and ruptured. Now, how many know that if you don't have transmission oil, you know how far the car goes? Nowhere. Well, the truth be known that for that last 500 metres, it took us six hours. And you know how far each time we moved the car? About this far. 
Enormous amounts of energy was expended, not only from people pushing and pulling, but from Tim's car, who was every single time. Max track, by, if you know what max tracks are, they're recovery four-wheel drive tracks, and where the car moves this far, and then the car moves this far. You know, at that stage, I was getting brilliant mileage because the car wasn't even on and I was being dragged and it was literally dragged. You know what happens? You know what happens when our heart's not right? When our heart's not right, the Holy Spirit's trying to pull us through saying, come on, come on, come on, come up into this highest place. Come on, come up, I'm working on your heart. Come on, come up, come out, come into this space, come into this place where our heart is rebuilt, where our heart begins to beat, where our heart begins to be moved by the things that move the very heart of God. A heart is not made to be mechanical, but if the mechanics don't work, tick tock. Friends, I believe that these next Beatitudes help shape our heart. Because blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You might say, well, oh yeah, I'm really merciful. You know, I see somebody, I'm just moved with compassion. Yeah, but what do you do about it? How do you help and pick up that person. How do you step into that place of where Jesus says, come on. Do you know what filled means? We're going to look at that in the next one. But too many times, I just want to read this because I want to make sure this point gets, gets through. Too many times we're working on the body work when it's the engine that needs time and effort and money spent on it. How much resource do you actually spend? How much of your time do you actually spend allowing Jesus to work in your heart? Well, you might read a lot and on your mind, but you know, sometimes there's these moments of where it's a be still and know that I'm God. Hello? Because often when our heart really needs the work and things can look amazing on the outside, but when we really get under pressure, the ugliness comes out, doesn't it? When we're alone, we're tempted to look at things that we shouldn't. If we're left to our own devices, we entertain thoughts that draw us away from God rather than our thoughts being drawn toward the Lord. Hello? Friends, that's when we have this opportunity to say, Lord, I know nothing, there's nothing new under the sun that has tempted me that hasn't tempted others. And you always give me a way of escape. So Lord, right now I turn my eyes to you. I turn my heart toward you. Because it's then we get to step into this place of blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. I just want to do a quick activation right now. Just take a look at the person beside you or around you, no matter where you are, even if you're online. Do you know what blessed means? It actually means worthy of being celebrated. How cool is that? How many times have gotten, have, that you've gotten to a, a funeral and you're celebrating the life of somebody and you think, why didn't we do this when they were alive? Hello? Do you know why? Because in our culture, in our culture, we haven't exercised that ability to celebrate one another well. And I, I'm not mean just blowing wind ups, you know, people all the time. But what I am saying is being able to celebrate people. Hey, it is really great to see you. We saw some old friends on, on Friday night. Oh, Dave and Beck Owens over at Wildpath. They came over for dinner and that we hadn't seen them. I had them for dinner for a couple of years and it was like, oh man, great to see you. Great to, you know, there was a big manly hug of where we both, oh, not that hard. You know what I mean? It's like, but you know, I can't say that out loud, not that hard because, you know, we've got to... Does that make sense? You know, we've got to celebrate one another. Hey, just look at the person beside you and find something to celebrate about them right now. Do 
Just celebrate. Gee, you look great today. Gee, you smell good. You know, I'd really love the way you worship. You know what? I really love the way you praise. All right? How does that feel? Does it feel good? What if somebody did that to you every single day? Has anybody got a friend that they find just so really encouraging all the time? I mean, they can be real, but they're encouraging. I've got a couple of friends like that. They're, they're always positive. But do you know what? It's life-changing for me. You know that? You know that? Praise God. That's what blessed is. Worthy of being celebrated to be celebrated. This is how we encourage one another, that we take a moment to bless somebody and celebrate them. Do you know what? That changes our heart. It, listen, when you celebrate somebody else, it changes your heart. Why? Because it's the principle of it's better to give than to receive. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, I know that there's people in this room that you're going, oh, I don't really want to celebrate that person. But look, I know God, you're speaking to me right now. I'm going to start celebrating them. Hello? celebrate somebody. Because guess what? Blessed. When you're going to celebrate somebody and when you're going to get to, when you're celebrating this fact that when you are merciful, this word comes from Elamon, to have mercy, to possess it. It's like I possess mercy. That's what that word means. All right. Blessed are the merciful. So it's just not, you know, it's just not, oh, you know, I'm going to give five bucks to that person in the street or, oh, you know, when I see somebody, I'm just going to crack a little smile. No, no, no. There's this, there's this nature, this giving nature, all right, when we possess it to have mercy. Mercy is something that we have. Hello? It's active compassion. It's compassion for those that are less than you or poorer than you. But guess what? If that's just not in the financial area, guess what? That's spiritually, it's financially, and it's relationally. Do you know somebody who is um, relationally poor? Just have a think for a minute. Guess what? When you are operating in mercy, you actively build a relationship with that person. <laughs> Guess what? When there's somebody who is, who is um, perhaps emotionally poor, uh, drawn, withdrawn, as you walk in mercy towards that person, what, what are you doing? You're actively connecting with them appropriately, but at an emotional level. Hello? That's right. You're changing the atmosphere. You're being a thermostat, not a thermometer. Amen? It's, it is kind, compassionate, sympathetic, merciful, and a sensitive word combining tendencies with action. Everybody say action. A person who finds outlets for their merciful nature. The word, I've never heard of it before, but you might have because you're way smarter than me. It's elimosinary, elimosinary. Never heard it before. But it's actually another word for, for philanthropic. Never knew that. And it gets its origins from that word. Then I love the other thing in this, obtain. Everybody say obtain. You know, I know you would have thought that I would have focused upon the word mercy. But guess what? Obtain is such a better word. Have you ever obtained something that you've worked hard for, that you've worked towards it, that you've dreamt about it, you've thought about it? You know, you've obtained it. Might have been that tool that you really, really needed or wanted. Or, you know, when I was a kid, I asked the Lord for a BMX bike, this little hot foot too, right? It's a heavy old thing. And guess what? I've still got it. 
But when I was 12, I asked the Lord every single night. I remember laying in bed as a kid, God, I really want a BMX. I really want a, a bike. I really, really want. Lord, I'll do anything for you. I'll travel the world. I'll give you my life. You would just give me this bike. You know what happened? One day, this is a story as I remember it. One day, somebody walked up. This is the story as I remember it, Mum. So correct me if it's different. But I, I remember hearing about that one, one person walked up in the shop and said, I believe your son wants a bike. Here's the money for it. You know, I prayed for two years for that bike. Hello? Ridiculous, I mean. That's what we do when we obtain it. We obtain something, we get it in our spirit. We get it in our heart. We get it here. When we, when we, are, when we are merciful, we obtain mercy ourselves. Hello? How many know we all need mercy? Hello? This word obtain is only mentioned 13 times in the New Testament. Six of those times, so nearly half of those times relate to salvation. We obtain salvation. We lay hold of it. It's a gift, but hey, we've got to lay hold of it in our lives. Hello? And of those 13 times, three times is in direct relationship to mercy. To mercy. Mercy is constantly mentioned in relation to disobedience. Hmm. Should we unpack that or should we leave that till next week? Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Romans chapter 11. Open your Bibles to it. Romans chapter 11, verse 28. Says this, concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. What's, what's this talking about? The, these, they're talking about the old order, the old religious order. The, the, the scholars of the day that are living according to the Old Testament law, not the new covenant, right? They are enemies for whose sake? Hey, guess what? Even people who are old sticklers are old sticklers for your better, for your betterment, <laughs> for your ability to be better. Anybody got an annoying person in your life? <laughs> How many know <laughs> they actually make you better? Because your patience is worked on, your grace is worked on, your mercy is worked on. Hello? I'm not saying everybody who's annoying is awesome, right? Everybody. But concerning the election, they are beloved, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. So in other words, there is mercy being extended to even those who are caught in religious law. Verse 29, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Do you know that the Lord has gifts that he's placed within your life? Do you know that God has placed a calling upon your life? And it cannot be overturned. You can choose not to walk in it, but it cannot be overturned because that's a heavenly gift, kingdom gift, since the day you were conceived, imparted into you are irrevocable. Verse 30, for as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained, there's that word, everybody say obtained. Mercy through their disobedience. Whose disobedience? The religious leaders who are in the old ways of things. We have obtained mercy 
We have obtained mercy because of those who have gone before. Let me put it a little bit more simply. How many know that it's so much better to learn from other people's mistakes? That's mercy. That's the gift of mercy. Because you actually learn from those who have gone before. (laughs) You know, when mankind was nomadic and they walked into a new place and a new space and somebody ate the red berries for the first time, And then they got sick. How many know everybody else was glad that they weren't the first ones to eat those red berries? Hello? What about your first speeding ticket? Do you remember that? But how many know that there's been thousands of people before you that have got speeding tickets and yet you didn't learn it until you got your first one? Yeah? We obtain mercy by learning from those who have gone before. We obtain mercy through the disobedience of those who have gone before. We actually obtain mercy through our own disobedience as well. But as long as we don't continue to walk in it, and that's why it says in verse 31, even so these also have now been disobedient that through the mercy shown to you, they shall also obtain mercy. There's that word again, obtain. We lay hold of it. For God has committed them all to disobedience that he might have mercy on them all. I love what Paul says in the book of Romans here. He says, he comes to this realisation where he says, he says, even though those that have gone before were disobedient, even though, he goes, I know we've all been disobedient ourselves. Even what they've done and what we've done is all so we can obtain mercy. That's the truth and the reality of the cross of Christ. That's the truth and the reality of the depth of his riches because that's why Paul, with this, as he's writing this letter, he has this revelation and he comes to this moment in verse 33 and he just breaks out in this praise point and he says, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how and his ways past finding out. In other words, he is undone by the mercies of God because he realises, he knows that if we continue to walk in disobedience, if we continue to walk with a hard heart towards the Lord and towards others, we are actually disobedient before God. And yet he still in an unsearchable way extends great mercy and love to us that the Bible says later on in Hebrews that boldly we enter in to the presence of God. Boldly we come before Him that when we want and need and we know when we need it, we say, Lord, I shall obtain mercy from You because mercy is for all. Whether you've been before, whether you need it now or whether you're gonna need it in the future, the Lord says mercy is available to you and guess what you not only obtain it yourself but you have an opportunity to walk in it for yourself towards others that is extended in the principle the kingdom principle of it is better to give than to receive amen Friends, this is the nature of heaven. This is the kingdom now that when somebody walks in and they are broken and you know, so many people see the church as this big, bad, mean, judgmental thing. But I'm telling you right now, yes, there is a moment that when we must judge what is righteous and what is unrighteous, but it is not for us to uh, never ever extend mercy. It's not for us to withhold mercy towards those who need it. 
Friends, that is the challenge that we get to walk in. That is the challenge of the blessed nature, the worthy of being celebrated, the nature of who He is, that as He is alive and working within our life. Friends, there is a moment of where greater anointing is extended to us as we walk in mercy. Knowing that we ourselves have needed to obtain it. Gosh, sometimes every day we need it. Right? Every day, Lord. I want to close with this. That Romans chapter 11, it kind of goes in this cycle. It says, when a person is walking in disobedience, there is always an opportunity in God's plan for mercy. And when mercy is extended, do you know what mercy turns into? Obedience. I remember when I was a kid and I'd done something in my, in my room that it was, look, ultimately it was nothing, but I, I lied to Dad about it. I don't know why as a kid you just, I don't know, you just, you know, I, I was in fear of my parents, right? And I don't know why I lied about it. Still to this day, it was like, oh. Ever had those moments where you just, ah. Oh. And I knew that Dad knew that I'd lied as soon as it came out of my mouth. And I knew what the consequences were. So he said, sit in your room. I'll be back in a moment. You've lied to me. How many are gutted when somebody lies to them? It's like, man, it's no good. How can I trust you? Mercy doesn't always mean get away scot-free. Mercy always means I'm going to help you never do that again. Hello? It's active. You know? Face the punishment. Well, my bottom faced the punishment. And <clears throat> I know that as a parent, that's never fun as a parent. But in that merciful moment, I learned a lesson and the lesson was obedience. And obedience is only obedient when you don't want to be obedient. <laughs> Friends, we've got to have an obedient heart towards the Lord. To respond to him with obedience says, yes, Jesus, you are the good shepherd. I give you my heart. I submit my heart. Lord, in areas where it's stone cold, I give it to you. In areas that you need to move upon my life, I give it to you. Help me be obedient to you. Help me respond to your word. I'm going to invite you to stand and we're going to pray. next beatitude said blessed that are those that are pure in heart for they shall see God there's a reason why Jesus talked about 
mercy because mercy involves obedience. And we come from that place of obedience. Then we walk in and step into that place of purity. Because without that pure heart, that obedient heart, we can't carry the vision that the Lord gives us. Right now, I just want to pray into that beatitude right now. For us to walk in mercy, for us to walk in purity, so that we can carry the vision that the Lord has for us. Right throughout all of history, whether it's in biblical times or modern times, people who have seen and encountered God have always had their lives turned, changed, empowered, activated. I don't know about you, but it's my, it's my prayer that I would see God. It's my prayer that you would see God, that you would encounter God. But friends, we've got to come to a place of obedience. We've got to come to a place of, of, that, of that merciful nature of where judgment, condemnation doesn't rule us. But this moment of conviction right now says, Lord, I wanna be right with you. So I would invite you just to pray that prayer. To say, Jesus, I wanna be made right with you. Every single day, Jesus, I wanna be made right with you. Lord, that there is so many times that, you know, I, I just wanna go my own way. It's about my own opinion or it's about my own, Lord, I know you value us, but Lord, I wanna obtain mercy. I wanna lay hold of it. I wanna walk in the purity of heart before You. So Lord, that I would see You. I'm reminded of the story of where Moses asked to see God, that to see His glory. And yet God said, no man can see my face, but my, I will allow my glory to walk past you. But I, and, and He hid Moses in the cleft of the rock and God's hand was over Moses' face because He didn't want the holiness and the glory and the goodness uh, to, to be too overwhelming to Moses. And so in that nature, God was merciful to Moses. But from that moment, Moses' life was changed. That he reflected the glory of God to a whole nation. Father, right now we wanna reflect your glory to this whole city. We wanna reflect your glory to this whole neighbourhood, to this whole community. Lord, we wanna operate in mercy. We wanna walk in obedience. Lord, we wanna see You. Holy Spirit, I ask that You would unlock this today. Unlock our hearts towards You today. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and His presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your Saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. 
I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.